But yeah, we're going to talk about food for a little while because Karina volunteered to sort of come in and talk about food on Twin Peaks, actually, which was very nice. Um, so do you, want, do you want to start? Like what, when you think of Twin Peaks... And I, I know that for me, I kind of think of food as well. We talked about like earlier how they advertise it as a nostalgic thing where like it was the first one, the first posters was a cup of coffee. Uh, one of the, the posters that were, sorry, the billboards that appeared around um, Los Angeles were slices of cherry pie. Um, it's And again, the fact that like when we wanted to do a Twin Peaks thing, the first thing we thought about was cherry pie. It's amazing um, how much food is a part of Twin Peaks. Food is what brought me to Twin Peaks in the first place. Making donuts for a Twin Peaks party then led me to watch Twin Peaks. And then here I am meeting you making cherry pie for your Twin Peaks podcast. It's like a spiral. <laughs> it's happening again. It's happening. <laughs> again, sorry. I made a terrible job of, 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 of carving the pie. But it, it, uh, it is. Andrew has made a terrible job carving the pie. Um, just because they can't hear you when you don't talk into the mic. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah. So in terms of like Twin Peaks and food, because it's kind of mm. interesting. I when I was in the bakery this morning, I think he made a very interesting point about Twin Peaks and about how it approaches food. If I remember correctly, I think we were talking about how um, you know food in in television and film is very aesthetic and also symbolic. Um, what sets Twin Peaks apart from say films? Uh, food films is that a lot of food films concentrate on the preparation of the food you're following the character as they're like deliciously preparing whatever a cubano and chef or like julie and julie and you're seeing spreads and spreads um and this movie is really about the consumption you don't see any of the preparation of the food okay um it makes me think about you know i was i was i was thinking a lot about it and watching a whole lot of youtube and reading a whole lot of articles and there is like a whole lot of interesting theories behind. Have you guys read the the Dale Cooper biography? The unauthorized I, biography of Dale. The unauthorized, Cooper. yeah. I didn't know that that existed until I, I read about that. But there is a whole um, article on Eater about based on that biography and the 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 history of his life. What kind of coffee he would have oh. found to be a damn fine cup of coffee? What, was what it? would it? It was a robusta. Oh, okay. Yeah. At the time, um, say in the late 80s, early 90s, um, soda was surpassing coffee in terms of sales. And Americans, say in the 50s, were, 50s and 60s were peak drinking coffee. And then it was declining into the 80s and 90s. And uh, where it had been four or five cups a day back then. It, then in the 80s and 90s, people were drinking soda a lot more. We say soda in Canada or soft drinks. What do you say here? Soft drinks. Soft drinks. There, um, Soda pop in Vancouver. There, there was a Washington Post um, uh, quiz oh, recently. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where and and um, they 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 had all of the different words that 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 people that people use in Ireland and the UK. And I think where I was from, it was either depending on where I was, it was either soft drinks or minerals. Yeah, I would never um, say minerals. Soft <laughs> drinks. From um, working in a cinema and having or people order stuff. It seems like everyone just says Coke, even when they don't want Coke. That, that's that's like a, a, a southern uh, United States thing, isn't it? They 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 call um, there's like people who call it soda, people who call it pop, and then I think in the south, um, not um, uh, I, I think they call it Coke. Yeah. Mm. And I said, oh, um, we only have Pepsi, and he goes, no, no, the orange Coke. I said, oh, Club Orange. And he goes, oh yeah, that. <laughs> I, so soda, I guess, or soft drinks, 
maybe divide people. We see the differences in people, but everyone drinks coffee, right? So if, if the script says, uh, I'll have a, a coffee, mm. there's no distinction. between. You could be anywhere in America. You could be anywhere in the world. A cup of coffee is a cup of coffee, right? Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not yeah, Italy. Maybe, maybe you would have to be more specific the, in Italy. But anyway, so... Um, uh, having coffee and pie is very much nostalgic, but also based on how different it was from what was going on in America at the time of Twin Peaks coming out first was that people would have more likely gone out and ordered a soft drink, not really a cup of coffee. Mm. And how an interesting point was about how harking back to like film noir and the detective always with a cigarette, um, they exchanged cigarettes for say a cup of coffee. Yeah. It represents the same thing. Oh. Think about that, yeah. <laughs> think about that. Um, nostalgia, like I was thinking a lot about why cherry pie? Why not apple pie? Um, I have a few theories. Okay, <laughs> I, have, I have some theories as well, actually. I am but interested you're going to, go, to hear From an theories. Irish context, rhubarb. I think the only reason we eat rhubarb pie is, well, I, I, I guess you could argue it's delicious, but also there's too much of it. We need <laughs> so to, get, to rid get rid of, of it. rhubarb. Yeah, yeah. Um. It just grows wild everywhere. Uh, but it, yeah. yeah. Um, but theory cherry pie, because cherry pie is such a large part of what makes the show iconic. Yeah. Why? So what, what is your theory about cherry? Because I've read some stuff about this. And I have some some theories, but yeah, I guess I, I more have like beginnings of theories oh, okay. rather as the completed theory about cherry pie. You know, so yes, it's supposed to be nostalgic, represent Americana, but apple pie is really Americana, right? As American as apple, apple pie. pie, yeah, yeah. But what, number one, apple pie is beige. I don't think it would be as visually striking as a cherry pie. Yes, and the red. Like, and you get yeah. this sort of like the red contrast. And again, red in Twin Peaks as well. The exactly, curtain. Exactly, kind of like exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And even stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The contrast of is it like is red dangerous or is it comforting like womb-like, like the curtains and all of that. Yeah. Um, cherry pie. We we have the cherry in the scene with um, Audrey Horn oh, where she twists yes, the, yeah. the oh, cherry yes. stem. When I was 12 years old, I thought, wow, she must be a great kisser. That was my takeaway from that scene because I, I was very young and innocent and naive. <laughs> it's like she must be a great French kisser. I still have I'm Andrew. Sure she was there. Andrew still hasn't enlightened me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, pie is very innocent, but maybe cherries as a symbol are less innocent. That's, that's the thing, actually, I'm thinking about, which is this idea again. Cherry, obviously, in in culture, has certain connotations in yeah, regards to sexuality the and yeah, is an innocence and, or. Yeah, consumption of cherries anyway. Yeah. And and in particular like consumption as it runs through Lynch's work and it's funny that we should mention Firewalk with me you have these close-ups of mouths sort of consuming stuff and you have the idea of the the what is a gammon gamble gambolza garmambosia. <laughs> Thank you Nal you're not actually on mic um but I appreciate I was whispering words to you. Yes. Garmambosia my uh, my Firewalk with me whisperer confirms to me. Um but yeah it, it it's this idea of like literally consuming human sorrow and this sort of thing. So the act of consumption becomes a process of itself. And again, it's worth noting that like in even in the pilot of Twin Peaks, like you have Dale who who talks to, to Truman about like, buy, get yourself a treat once a day. Yeah. Do something, surprise yourself. Don't plan it. Don't wait for it to happen just when it's there. Seize it. And you have him as almost a sensuous sort of like eating and consuming and savoring the pie, despite the fact that he's normally there to investigate the murder of this, you know, the homecoming queen, this innocent thing. But you have this idea of like pie and consumption that runs through Twin Peaks of like eating it of like it becomes almost a metaphor for this sort of sensuous element and Lynch 
repeatedly. Isn't there a story about, and again, I may be wrong here, but about Lynch carrying a piece of velvet around with him just so he can touch it tactilely? It may be another director. I may be confusing him with another director. That sounds, I think that's true, yeah. That sounds familiar. But there's there's this element throughout Lynch's stuff about, like, sensation. Um, and, like, you talk about sound design. We talked earlier about how Lynch does the sound design and all his own stuff. He's very much engaged, and he's, he's talked a lot about how music is an essential part of what he does. And it's almost as if you can taste it in Twin Peaks. It's almost as if you can taste the cherry pie. So much time is spent on it. And so it becomes more than cherry pie, if that makes sense. It becomes like a stand-in for all that stuff you mentioned. Like the the Laura Palmer, the, the homecoming queen who looks wholesome on the outside, but inside is this like sexually active young woman who's like a cocaine addict. So much it's, cocaine. So much cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So this will probably just be my last point I make because I'll have to run off to get my bus soon. But uh, uh, just uh, on the cherry pie, I think it's something that kind of escapes or the, the cherry pie itself has escaped this as a character moment for Dale is uh, when he's first driving into Twin Peaks. It's one of the first thing he talks about is uh, some cherry pie he got on the way. I just think as a character moment, that's kind of the first time you realize this is not the sort of FBI agent you're used to seeing on TV. Yeah. You know, he's such a sweet, gentle man who's excited by trees and pie. And coffee. And coffee. So I think, in a way, the affection for Cherry Pie is directly linked to the affection for Coop that audiences have. It's sort of inseparable from the... from the... Yeah, but I think the pie itself has become separated just in that people kind of hear it as like a, a buzzword now. Yeah. And, they've kind of, and they maybe they just haven't realized subconsciously why they love the pie and Coop. Yeah, together. Yeah, it is worth noting actually, and I know Karina hasn't watched the the return necessarily, but like it, we I talked watched a whole lot on YouTube ah, in the past couple cool. of days. Cool. David Lynch wouldn't like that. <laughs> he said things about that <laughs> on your phone with, uh, <laughs> with critical commentary um, <laughs> a, a, accompanying it for um, uh, for fair use. Yeah, um, but there there is this sort of um, like in in the return we talked a little bit earlier on when we talked about nostalgia, how it denies you the idea of returning to Twin Peaks. It's telling that like you don't get to see a lot of the insides of houses outside the Palmer House. You don't get to see the high school. You don't get to do that. You know those sort of stuff. But the one place that you go is the double or diner actually um that's the one place that has remained frozen in time it's almost exactly as it was in fact a subplot of the entire season is the the attempts to like franchise the double or and to try and turn it into like this sort of like it has been it has been franchised yeah Um, but they want to franchise this one in particular they want to take it away from norma who's running it and she's got the switch from grade a peanut oil (laughs) to grade b peanut oil and um and are now making hand over fist um, and all they're just coming to norma is like keep all the ingredients the same i'm i'm here to say to norma you 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 made the right decision in letting them kind of uh buy out their their, their share, share and do their own things and uh, the um having having just Having just eaten delicious pie <laughs> like never compromise on delicious pie but i mean but that that's the thing is that like even in the world of the return, which is a lot grittier and a lot more grounded, the double ore serves as a place that is like detached from that. And the cherry pie is very literally a part of that. There's a huge conversation she has about how they're using, you know, they're following your recipe, Norma, but they're allowed to use their own ingredients with their own discretion as part of the franchise. And as a result, you know, she's talking about how the pies just don't taste as good in the other venues. And like the missing ingredient is love. And also like grade A uh, peanut butter, as you mentioned. Um, but also, well, it, it, it's the funny thing because there's so many pies in even even season one. 
but I I think the the thing Andrew. the thing that people really um, took upon was 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 a cherry pie because like as somebody who loves food kind of like I can't help but notice it in a scene and like it even it like, like a it, recurring thing on the podcast is how much it bothers me when people don't finish food their, 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 their food it's yeah. like when people are driving along and the, and the seatbelts are undone it's like you're you're in a movie it's probably not going to be in a car crash but but <laughs> could you like you're on a closed set and whatever but can you put on your seatbelts the 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 moment in 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 series one where uh, uh, Bobby's cigarette gets uh, like slapped across the table and lands in a piece of meatloaf, and I'm thinking, is he going to smoke that cigarette, and is she going to eat that meatloaf, <laughs> <laughs> or is that just like a meal and a fag wasted? Um, but um, yeah, because there's like the the chocolate and the peanut butter one as well. I think in season one, um, of course, the donuts. Yeah. Oh um, yes, the, the and they're they're a huge part of like even in the return you have Chad stealing donuts, but the the bit where they lay out when they're doing the case before the night before you have yeah. them setting out the donuts. Yeah, she lays with, out the donuts yeah. for them uh, for the morning. But yeah. isn't it, I I think um if we're talking about a spread like that, it, it's really set up for sharing, right? For people to enjoy together, and that kind of goes back to just food in general and sharing food. I think it brings Dale Cooper really into Twin Peaks. So um, what you were saying, Niall, about, you know, you're seeing a different kind of F- FBI agent. You're not seeing somebody who is like separated from, say, the civilians. You're seeing someone who's really getting in there, getting in part of the culture, consuming the culture. You know, someone who's kind of the opposite of a, a foreigner, if he's in there eating the local food, enjoying the local food, appreciating local food from like a, a, a local business. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the the donuts, I think it, it, it's a real symbol of being well look, looked after. Mm. He calls it like it's a policeman's dream. <laughs> <laughs> and and it is, and it, uh, it's worth pointing out actually in, in the comments, um, Melon Boy and uh, Brelva, and I apologize for mangling the names again. Um, I were talking about how like the the franchise sequence with Norma's Diner is like they read it as a meta commentary about Lynch and the network, where like Lynch, you know, has the version of Twin Peaks he wants to make, and it's sort of represented by the cherry pie, and the network's like coming in and saying, "Well, can't you just cut costs a little bit? Can't you yeah. just sort of well, like make those compromises?" Can we talk to you about more of a season two commentary <laughs> where he's not there to supervise, yeah. and they take the ingredients, but they still botch it. They have all the actors, and they just lose it. Well, I mean, there's there's a great point. There's a great article I think on consequences of sound, and I may tweet it out from the Twitter account in a moment. But there's an article where they're talking about how like one of the big missteps that they saw in season two, one of the things that they really struck them as odd. And again, this is a season where, you know, <laughs> where one of the Martells disguises herself as a Japanese businessman uh, in order to swindle. Um, it was the 90s there. It was, it was a very different time. Very convincing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, like, like from the beginning, I was thinking because I'm watching on Darren's fantastic, like uh, 56 inch, um, like HD television. I'm thinking, was it as obvious to people watching in the 90s that that is clearly a person uh, <laughs> with like a prosthesis yeah. on her face being made up to look like a Japanese person? Um, it, yeah, I, it's it, and that's not the only reason you don't see that on television anymore. <laughs> to be clear, but I mean, but even then, like one of the things that this consequence of sound article singles out is a moment where like the writers misunderstood Twin Peaks. And it's like, no, nah, the yellow face stuff is grand. It was the nineties. <clears throat> well, I don't imagine that's the actual yeah. context, but like it's like, look, that that was a mistake that happens. But a fundamental misunderstanding of Twin Peaks for them was the moment where Hank Jennings 
is ambushed inside the diner um, after Lynch leaves because yeah. the or the double or diner is a place. It's a sanct. It's like it's a place of sanctuary in Twin Peaks. It's a place of like peace and quiet and respite. It's a place where you go and you're safe and you're together. Like the American diner, and again, this is Lynch's Americana. It's the idea of like the diner is an indelible American image. I can. I can. I can actually get on the side of the showmakers there because Hank Jennings was meant to be an intrusion on that piece. So him like having brought violence there, I can actually. But there's a lot of other circumstances like that with character stuff, especially. Um, That's actually where I'm going to have to leave to get my bus. Perfect. So thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was great. I hope it all goes well. I hope Kyle shows up. (laughs) Actually, not when I'm not here. I hope I meet Kyle. And I hope you get to discuss Andy's plain cheese sandwich in this segment. Oh, it's very important. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I, I, um, I was uh, like the the in the in baguette. in the hole. Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was the really that Andrew fell in love with the show. <laughs> yeah, because it. it comes on really kind of early, and it's oh, such a satisfying a scene. Thank you so this much. The least realistic though eating. I was didn't believe for a second that was a brie baguette. He was just like, it looked like he was, they were shoving their faces into these like cotton wool, um, like cuisine de France things. It was the least, it was the least to me convincing food scene. In the entire thing. In Which the entire thing. Really? As in like, but in terms of like content, in terms of like Ben and Jerry talking about how much they love. And again, you have that like motif of like appetite and like the idea that like eating is like, you know, a metaphor for all sorts of other appetites that these two men mm-hmm. might have. I really I, maybe maybe we take baguettes for granted here. I say, Bye now. I, I, uh, no talking about Judy. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to talk about Judy. Um, <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> um, yeah, but the the um, those it's 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 like it's like they've they've just discovered the the like idea of having a baguette with butter um, and 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 brie inside and 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 it's a it's a real kind of like discovery for they them. They were eating it like it was a corn on the cob. It's not how you would eat. It. It's such a strange way to eat it, isn't right? it? I didn't. There was it. <laughs> I didn't believe there was butter in there. I didn't believe there was brie in there. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> it's just substance. Yeah. It's just we painted this object to look like a baguette. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I. Say ne pas un baguette. I feel like maybe in a Lynch production. Somebody starts eating a baguette like a normal person. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> and, um, like, like, um, just one note. <laughs> Maybe, like yeah. in the style of the copious amounts of donuts, or like massive, massive amounts of cherry pie. Like, it could have been an enormous baguette, or even eating an entire baguette like a hero sandwich. That would be Lynchian, but absolutely, it could have it could have been a huge table. The only difficulty with pulling it in on a tray is that there are those steps then that go down. They 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 the office isn't set up for 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 bringing in trays. They need like a dumb waiter with 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 like a huge it's like a Super Bowl hoagie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah, was the sandwich of my dreams as a kid. Absolutely, like one day. The, the, a, when I have my own money. <laughs> now you have your own bakery. It's the bakery all towards that end. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you're 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 it's be my grand finale. You're probably gonna really enjoy the return as well. Because in 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 in, in return, um one one of our um would we are we we're teasing our guests, aren't we? Yeah. 
Oh, as in we're 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 talking about people who might be on later on. Yes. Yes. Um. So a a Amy, who's 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 uh, on the next the, segment. Actually, I so, have yeah. questions for Amy. You have yeah. questions for Amy? Yeah, because I have questions for her about cherry pie because she's in some cherry pie scenes. Yeah, I've been trying to find out more about the actual cherry pies used in the production. Oh, about who actually makes them? Very difficult. Let's crowdsource this. Let's actually just crowdsource this (laughs) right now. Who actually made this cherry pies? Um, In season one, I was able to find like a bakery where maybe the prop master probably sourced the cherry pie from, but that actual bakery doesn't make that actual cherry pie anymore. Um, I want to know like how they chose what the cherry pies were going to look like. How many cherry pies were actually on set? I know that. uh, Kyle was saying in a whole bunch of inter- interviews, he did actually eat a whole lot of cherry pie. Um, it wasn't one of these things that like looks like a cherry pie, but actually it's like a vegan oh, sorry, yeah, so tofu it's a, Sort of healthy, with, keep the keep the sort of waist yeah. down. Although, you know, there's a shirtless scene in The Return and he looks pretty damn good. We're going to eat all those, all those cherry pies. But her, her um, a, a lot of, a lot of what she, uh, uh, she has some great scenes in the return where she's just bringing in kind of trays yes, and of trays sandwiches. of sandwiches and 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 of cakes and all of these sorts of things. Like, Amy, I want to know who made those sandwiches. <laughs> How many sandwiches didn't make the show? Yeah, what yeah. happened to those sandwiches afterwards? This this is where my mind goes too when I when I'm when I'm when I'm watching like a a, a movie well, or a television show. We, we should note that like Andrew, when he was watching this, he was smoking along with the characters, vaping, vaping along with the characters. To be clear. Kids we, don't smoke. Yeah, it's not yeah, cool. No, we should be clear, especially, uh, uh, especially doing a fundraiser for the Irish Cancer, Cancer Society. Society yes. We should be clear that it wasn't smoking. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But he was vaping along with all the characters. Um, and again, it's it's again. We I think we noted earlier, but like one of the things when they were writing the return was Mark Frost didn't necessarily want to be stuck in a room with Lynch because uh, Lynch is great, but he smokes like a chimney. And so they they did a lot of the talking and writing over Skype. It, it's funny because he he his his character his character doesn't smoke in this. There, but they have this kind of like where he takes a drag off. Um, but um, how how much of, I mean, it is is that kind of a part of the 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 kind of relationship that there is with food to have that kind of um, that um, kind of. Uh, sensuous kind of like uh, portrayal of cigarettes it changes a lot when it goes into 2017 yeah um because there are uh, very few characters and uh who do smoke and yeah. and there's a lot of characters who um specifically say that they've given up yeah and even like when there's a moment where gordon is offered a cigarette by um diane yeah um and whose smoking is used to mark her as a bit of a rebel and a bit antisocial along with the fact that she introduced herself to everybody with hello your name is there's a great moment when she talked to Tammy he's like oh I'm sorry we haven't introduced what's your name uh, Tamara Preston oh hi Tammy hello you Tammy um, but it's really really great it's one of the favourite moments but there's a moment where uh, Gordon is smoking he takes a cigarette from Diane and Tammy just shoots him this look um, and it's very much it is very much a 2017 how much things have changed it's worth noting as well and it's been observed that the the way that we consume coffee 
has also changed uh, between now and the return. Because when you think of Twin Peaks, you think of coffee, you think of the mugs. And in fact, like you even think of like when Dale is outside having coffee. So when he's got the dream, mm-hmm. when he's had the dream and when he's throwing the rocks and he's like, I want you to read names. Um, but even with the thermos and stuff, it's very much you have a cup, you sit down like we are now and actually sort of like properly savor it. Whereas in the return, there's a lot more instant coffee. Uh, Phil, um, who's great, he's the intern at the company where Dougie works, has to lure Dougie around using a tray of instant coffee. Um, And you can sort of see him often in the background of scenes just sort of leading Dougie where he needs to go with a tray of instant coffee cups. But there's a lot of that in there. And there's a sense that eating... And again, maybe this is eating as a metaphor for other stuff. I really it, want the pies to be on the table. Can we, can think, we make room for pies? I think we can make room for pies on the table. Okay. I'd love to talk you through the pies. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. I, I have questions for okay. you about the Uh-oh. instant. Why instant coffee? Like, is it symbolized fakery? Because like instant coffee is... Hello! Well, I mean, this, this, is the, this is the discussion because there's the... I don't know how familiar people are with the the internet and stuff like that, but um, I'm quite familiar with the internet. internet. Um, <laughs> heard of it, yeah. All of the internet. Um, but the, sometimes the there aren't wires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's um, they have the empty coffee cup awards, and the idea is that it's very hard for an actor oh. to act. Oh, you're familiar with this, are you? I did not know that there was an award for this, but it is my absolute pet peeve in movies and television when they walk around with their coffee cup. And I'm like, I don't believe for a second that has coffee in it. You're just flinging it around. It's hot. It's supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be heavy. Oh, tell me more about this. That, that's it. Well, they have these awards that they give out to shows for the way people who handle these empty cups. Is like, it like a Raspberry Award? Is it like for the it's worst? It's a shame sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like okay. a walk of shame. Um, although I think it's more accepted. I think it's just like this is a fact of life and we've made peace with it. Is it, uh, is, is it a bit like that guy on the RT News typing? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you ever seen that? Where, where oh, when they like, the office space. Yeah, yeah. Where they, they, they have... <laughs> Like they're they're reporting on the field uh, from somewhere, and it's like, and and we visit, and then it shows him, and he's he's just kind of like slapping his fingers up and down on the. It's but they hilarious. showed it in close up for some reason. That's what always yeah. baffled me about that shot. Like if it was a distant shot, fine, get away with it. Why did they show the close up? He's like gently caressing the keys. <laughs> but um, like there's there's an element of that in there, and. People tend to, and again, this is something that myself and Andrew, I know on the podcast, have disagreed about when it comes to directors and their intents, and that I tend to give directors a lot of benefit of the doubt in terms of like what they're attempting. If I look at a piece of work, I generally try to say, if this doesn't quite work, is there a reason the director's doing it in a way that doesn't quite work as opposed to a way but that would be easier? I think sometimes you think of a reason why it works that the director is not themselves aware of. Because <laughs> they're working on so many levels, Andrew. <laughs> exactly. That, that the reason they did it is because it's actually kind of saying something about the zeitgeist. In spite of the fact that <laughs> David Lynch has been asked on numerous occasions, is this what you're saying? And it is given kind of like <laughs> cryptic uh, yeah. answers, which I suppose is what you suspect. Which is what, what David Lynch yeah. does. There's a yeah, the really yeah. great explanation for the red, you know, the red room, the waiting room. Mm-hmm. Lynch, apparently that vision came to him and this is great. Um, Lynch had the vision of the red room when he put his hand on a car bonnet and it was really hot and he pulled his hand back and almost immediately he thought of a room with red curtain, curtains and zigzag on the floor and it's like that that's that's your inspiration it's like yes that's exactly how it happened you ask the question that's the answer um, which wow. is yeah 
it's like I feel like there's an element of being almost impervious to like critical thought when you get to that level because nobody looking at the work is going to say, well, clearly what this is based on is when you put your hand on a bonnet and get a turn and pull it back. It's it's a funny thing because because like we think of kind of like these eccentrics like David Lynch and kind of surely everything about them must be eccentric. Kind of find, finding out that um, that 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 these people um, like I don't know if if David Lynch likes baseball. But may, let's say he likes baseball and you're thinking kind of like, what is he like about it? Oh, he, he he likes when people hit the ball and it goes a long way and then the person <laughs> runs around. He just likes it for the same reason everyone else does. Well, I mean, he, 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 he follows a team. Or, but you know, um, but like David Lynch has been quoted again of, of saying that like some of the favorite shows he likes to watch are those like car fixing shows that they have on like reality television. Yeah. He just loves Pit sitting down. Ride. That's it. Yeah. Well, okay. No, I don't, I'm not sure it's Pit My Rider. <laughs> well, so. they, they... Exhibit. <laughs> Let's they, do a podcast about that. Yeah. <laughs> Eighteen hours on exhibit. They they have some. I'm not surprised actually that he likes those because they have some satisfying kind of sequences where like um, where like Doctor Jacoby is painting the, uh, the gold shovels. Uh, shovels gold. And I was I, I was thinking at a point of that. Wait a second. He hasn't pointed the side of the shovels. Are you going to cover that later on? <laughs> um, but, but um, to get back to what we're talking about, because this all came from a discussion coffee. of the instant coffee, right? Mm. Before and the, we before we talk about the pies, I'm going to uh, put the milk back in the fridge. <laughs> if any of our listeners would like a coffee, go somewhere that sells coffee. Uh, if anyone in the room would like coffee, um, uh, give me a shout now. Um, I'm good, thank you. Speak now or kitchen. forever hold your peace. Right. One moment. You know, uh, instant coffee yeah. is like coffee, but it isn't. Yeah. But it is, but it isn't. Yeah. You know, there's like... Um, Oh, people say like you know fruits and vegetables like tomatoes don't taste like tomatoes used to taste or apples don't taste like apples used to taste or you can't get a peach that tastes like a peach anymore. It's like when you get those um, uh, 19 cent net of clementines and you yeah. eat it and it's sad, right? right? Yeah. Like your face, it's sad yeah. right now. <laughs> because it's like, tell. Um, <laughs> the they probably have the, sa- the sad, the same sad face. So, you know, it's like the, it's like the ghost of what a clementine would could have been if it hadn't been like ruined and like instant coffee kind of occupies a similar water is how it's been yeah, described now. it occupies a similar place like in my mind of like what is instant coffee it's like that like ghost sad ghost coffee <laughs> yeah. so why do you think instant coffee instead of i wonder if like again no this is it, it's worth diner noting, coffee yeah it's worth noting that like instant coffee tends to appear in the sequences set in las vegas which is kind of famously this sort of like fake sort of like plastic sort of like facade and there's a lot where, of that in- sorry where is the instant coffee are you confusing uh-huh. takeaway coffee okay i'm confusing takeaway coffee sorry. did it um uh. darren doesn't drink coffee one <laughs> 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 one wondering for a moment yeah did they, they um in in instant coffee is 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 a thing that you have in in your house at home where you just uh, pour boiling water, water over. As opposed to actually like that would have been is... popular in American homes yeah. when Twin Peaks was coming out. It it would have surpassed even drip coffee. I think so. Diner coffee. So you know, um, like Maxwell House coffee or Folgers coffee. That's all instant. Those freeze dried granules. Oh, that okay. You dissolve the grains into the... boiling okay. water. Because I think a lot of a, a, a lot of like I think Maxwell House is rustica, but a, a lot of the kind of uh, ground coffee that you see is is um, arabica. Is arabica. Yeah. Right. Um. So that that uh, and su- surprised that, well, I suppose. 
why 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 do we why do we think Dale uh, drinks? This is in the unauthorized biography. Yeah. But let, no, let's 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 article following the unauthorized yeah. biography. So this the, is someone's conclusion. Yeah, it, it's it's. Um, is it like because with with um, he likes his coffee black, like 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 a midnight like a moonless night. night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does 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 he like? Because some some things you enjoy because they're um, kind of, um, uh, for want of a better word, uh, pleasant or kind of sugary or 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 or, or kind of have have not challenging. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's some things that we enjoy because they're like spicy or harsh or like uh, very very hot or very cold. And that's the kind of um, thing that um, that Cooper is getting from coffee. He likes it like really hot and really black, and um, and then with this uh, this kind of sweet pie, it's sort of it's sort of like like the the um, <laughs> I mean I'm grasping a little bit, but it's 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 like um, the, uh, the 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 counterpoint of some of the kind of settings and then the things that are happening in these settings with uh, with, with with Twin Peaks. I have a question for the panel. Oh, okay. of you. You three, you, you Richard know, is describe, here, yes, <laughs> describe how how Dale Cooper describes um, the damn good cherry pie, but he also he says things like, "Cherry pie is so good it could kill you," or "This must be where pies go to die." I was just thinking like, it's about not that. Yeah, all quite as innocent, right? No, well, I mean, that, well, that's, that's the thing. Is like, again, this is the cherry pie thing. Where that's cherry not pie an is, expression, uh, like where something goes to die, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't actually like I've you would think it was, but like, no, actually, no. you don't. That's not a thing we yeah, say. No, you go after you die. It's like heaven. Yeah. It's like pie heaven. You don't. Exactly. We're not looking for upstream for cherry pies. Yeah. Um, even, even saying <laughs> damn say fine. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, um, it, it, there, there, there's always this. Yeah, this yeah. sort of edge to it, isn't yeah. there? Oh, it's yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, the, and again, like like so much of Twin Peaks, where you have that sense of, and again, you could argue contrast. the yeah, the pie itself is almost like a contrast, where you have the crust, the outer crust, and then you get to the center, and it's gooey and it's sort of moist, and yeah. it's sort of not what you expect at all. Well, which brings me to something that I should have said to you earlier, but it's not too late. There's a danger There's in cherry in pie, you guys. <laughs> no, just cherry pies in general, or cherries in general. You don't want to eat too many. Are don't eat all this well. pie, you guys. Okay. <laughs> We, wow. have, we have four Guys, pies like, laid out. Like, <laughs> don't eat it all. Share it. <laughs> right. You don't okay. want it. You know what happens if you eat too many cherries, right? Are they? Is is, is you're gonna is get the poop? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, no, you will get diarrhea. So thank you for oh. this 18 hour podcast. <laughs> I just, so just I, don't I, eat I, I can. Oh, oh, so something is just... happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I remember. This is um, just for the guests. You know that scene with David Lynch eating like the massive, massive, massive amounts of pie. I'm watching it thinking. Oh my God! Stop with the pie. because isn't coffee also a diuretic? So wouldn't yeah. those combined? He's very regular at this point. The real challenge <laughs> of this eighteen hours <laughs> is, is going to be can we kind of listen pie? to people try not to. Hello. <laughs> so I'm glad I remembered to tell you now before it's too late. I I remember in I think 2004 <laughs> or so. Is this a poop story? Uh, no, uh, uh, we, I love that we we're only two and a half hours in, and we've already hit managed that we're to find the solution. Basically, the the um, we're working on a strawberry farm in 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 on a little small Danish island called Samso, and um, we um. 
we didn't didn't have an awful lot of money, but 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 we had lots of strawberries. So it's like, oh, we'll just eat all the strawberries. You realize kind of after maybe a couple of days and after having witnessed some of the experiences that people were having, that that wasn't a good strategy. We needed to find something else. So finding um, a toast was was the solution. Darren, Darren is looking at his notes and, and thinking, I, have I don't have nothing this. prepared have nothing, for diarrhea. Nothing. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I didn't quite have this sort of prepared. You know that the... Um, the Double R Diner, actually, which is is fun to, to say, um, it became a tourist uh, landmark, obviously after the series. Oh, the real, the, the real, real one, one, the one that it's based yeah, on. Yeah, but those Google reviews, you guys, they're not good. I know. Really, it's it's yeah. Tweeds. They were bought out by Tweeds, uh, was the name, and they basically sort of they maintained it up until about ninety seven into up to two thousand, and then they sort of changed because the times sort of changed with it, and they wanted to sort of get away from that and. Maybe the Google reviews were maybe a factor there as well. But the um, the interesting thing is that like around about 2015, uh, the diner finally managed to like recover from those Google reviews. It landed on Thrill List's 10 best diners in Washington state. Right. And then they get a phone call from David Lynch saying, oh, hey, um, so uh, your diner, which you've just spent uh, large amounts refurbishing, rebranding, trying to get away from its association with Twin Peaks. We'd uh, like to come in and uh, just refurbish it, rebuild it from the ground up and restore it into what it was on the show. Um, and Why they... did he do that instead <laughs> of just building another one? Well, this is interesting because there's a lot of there's very little actual like soundstage work um, on Twin Peaks outside of the lodge. A lot of it's shot on location. Like yeah. even the even the Palmer household. Like so, yeah. all the households in the in the original show were obviously built on standing sets, and you can tell that when you look at them. That's part of the thrill is that they have that sort of like again we talked about Peyton Place. They have that sort of like verisimilitude. So like they're almost there, but they're not quite. They're like halfway between reality and fantasy. Whereas in the show outside of they do the sheriff's station. I think it's sets as well um, and the lodges sets but a lot of the locations are actual real buildings and we, stuff like that. We, we talk about the Black Lodge being a set. Is it like a labyrinthine set or is it just two rooms and a hallway in between them? Tom McLaughlin <laughs> once got lost in that set for several hours. Yeah, um, yeah. He wanted to make it authentic. Like, he, he, like watching a movie and people are pretending to be lost but they're not really. Uh, so, oh, it yeah. was filmed on location actually. Sorry, apologies. I've just been corrected there. This is the wonders of doing live radio. Thank you very much uh, for that. But yeah, it, but uh, generally speaking they want to use locations. So they actually brought in and they re the diner actually which is incredible um, and they've had basically a huge influx they talk about like even before the show was airing uh, they were selling 120 pies a week and had four people making pies pretty much full time um, but were sorry, those the pies they used on the show ah that's a question actually I don't know does anybody do any of our listeners know that off the top of their heads whether the pies were made by a special food consultant because we talked about Janice Poon and her mm. work on Hannibal fascinating which is amazing it's all her blog bread, is apparently. so cool <laughs> It's all just painting. I think bread. the lungs were just bread. Yeah, like, a lot of it was bread. She had this really fascinating article on her blog about making food or styling food for actors with very specific diets. It was so interesting about like how to make this like kidney for like a non gluten vegan <laughs> on a you know and on and on. She fat, fantastic. But for these pies, when Allison and I were researching, you know, we're going to bring you guys cherry pies for this Twin oh, Peaks podcast. We mm-hmm. have an answer. Um, <laughs> thank you. See, this is the wonder we're crowdsourcing. Um, so they actually use pies from the store that was next to Tweeds. Why? 
Why not well, have you not? I bet say have you not read those Google reviews? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. That's that's me just casting aspersions. I'm joking. But uh, yeah, apparently they use them from the store next door. I think it's okay to defame their their pie game from 25 years ago. That's a fair point. <laughs> Tweets <laughs> like, listen, guys, we're like fully booked for yeah. pies. We got we got 120 pies a day already. We yeah. just can't squeeze you More in. More people making pies around the clock. Imagine being like pie person number three. <laughs> you guys I, are laughing but I'm like this is like my life <laughs> I mean, like, not I, that hard to imagine but I imagine like there's some like uh, the, the, the Camarino Bakery is fantastic mm. I went in there this morning and stuff but there's this like air of like creativity and vibrance and you're doing stuff and like obviously you're doing things like this where you're making stuff sort of off the top of your head I imagine like when you're on pie number 25 <laughs> as like pie maker number 3 you're like there's a bit of like well That's... maybe I should have gone to, maybe I should have like taken up steel work or something no listen to <laughs> Well, that's why you're not grand. a pie maker, <laughs> You I lack enthusiasm. I don't have the art. Yeah. So we were thinking, wouldn't it be great to find the original pie recipe or find who made oh. the pie and then research back and find the actual pie recipe? But we could find nothing. So what we did was a mishmash of research. So one of the recipes is the Tweed's recipe, although they recently changed the recipe from what I could tell. A New York Times came up with a recipe. And so we did kind of um, – yeah, kind of a Frankenstein. This this here in front of me is a no, – I'm going to go along with Allison's list, okay? So okay. pie number one, <laughs> she created the Dale Cooper, which is the pie Hold over on, there with actually, the full crust. What I might do is I might actually see if I can photo these and tweet these out so you can sort Absolutely. of have that David, okay. Lynch, David Lynch style sort of like consuming. Pie porn? Yeah, pie porn. We're going to talk about the video, about the pie, about the podcast, about the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all very metatextual. All right. So let's tweet out. So that's pie number one. Which this is, is pie number one. This is the Cooper Classic. Okay. So it's a classic diner pie with a full crust. In the show, it was always a full crust top as far as I could see. Um, it's from a, a real grandma's recipe. It's it's my boyfriend's grandma, Shirley Holtzmacher. This is her delicious pie crust. Um, thanks, Shirley. Yeah. Thanks, Shirley. Thanks, Biddy. R.I.P. Biddy. Sweet, wholesome, and uh, best in the tri-counties. It goes well with a damn fine cup of coffee. Thank you. Um, peanut allergies aware. <laughs> There's a peanut oil in the crust like Norma's. Peanut oil in the crust. It oh. makes it really light and fluffy. But when you have peanut oil in a pastry crust, it means that you could bake it. You start it at a really high temperature in the oven. And then it, because peanut oil can take a high heat, whereas like butter burns a whole lot easier, right? So mm. shortening um, is often in pie crusts and butter as well. But the lightest, flakiest pie crusts have shortening or peanut oil. So this one has peanut oil in it. Ooh. And we used whole, like a mix of sour and uh, morello cherries in most of the pies. Um Shop pies. You're are... apparently making the listeners hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the we know after we tweeted the video of the pies we were sending in here, I had people coming into Camarino going, How much for a slice of pie? <laughs> the pies are all gone. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. If you pie maker talk... number three, get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pie number one. Pie okay. number two I'm is the zigzag. I'm getting sort of uh, Wi Fi signal in here. Actually, it's a good thing I'm wired directly into the, into the router for the broadcast. So as soon as I have them, I will tweet out pictures listeners so this is the zigzag perfect so from the return mm -hmm. this is the black lodge this one's a little edgy huh <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> yeah the inverse of your usual pie expectations the addition of some 
dark black morello cherries make it especially intense, um, but less scary than traversing the metaphysical realm. That's so <laughs> this is a classic <laughs> short crust. <laughs> So zigzag um, short crust here. So this is a classic short crust uh, pastry, all butter. Butter is good. I like butter. Butter as a, is good. As a, as a, as a but baking. see, taste the difference between Shirley Holtzmacher's pie crust and and the classic short crust, okay. just for a bit of a culinary education. Grab a fork, Dad. Oh yeah. Dig in. <laughs> no, no. Pull it with your hands. Yeah, we're not animals here. Hold on. Okay, so I'm eating it here. Okay, and the other one. There's Dale Cooper over there. Dale Cooper over there. All right. Mastication on there. By the way, our listeners are now having a very strong craving for pie. Like, I'm not, and this isn't even me making this up. This is actually coming in. So, yes, live radio. What's this? Is it ASMR? Is that what they call yeah. it? Yeah, ASMR, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, very we soothing. So, I'm having some of the, the Dale Cooper after the Black Lodge. Hold on. Mm, a little bit more of a sort of a zest. I'm mm-hmm. having some Black Lodge. I think I had a full. I think I had a full slice of the Dale Cooper. It was amazing. Mm. Incredible. Mm, it's very good. Yeah. So over here we have the Log Lady. It's oh. a pie that plays by its own rules. Will we take a photo of that one? Let's take a photo of that one. Mm. Hang on. Okay. The so Log Lady. This is delicious. Gonna... Um, they. Um... Ooh. Okay. Yeah. There is. There. There. There's a real kind of like a. Um. What do you call it? Kind of, uh, yeah, <laughs> like take a, a minute. Take, take a moment. Take a moment. Yeah, <laughs> like the 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 um a pop of that cherry. Um, like uh, no, I, I do beg your pardon. Exactly. Well, Andrew, <laughs> this is a problem when you have people who don't talk about food talking about food. You're um, not allowed I'm, to say moist either. <laughs> oh, to, sorry. Apologies about that. I, I was trying to think right. of the sexiest way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case pe- people felt comfortable. Cherry bomb. Um, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Have a look. This is the log lady, okay? And it's got this sort of like flaky. Well, that is, Damn, it's a pie it? that plays by its own rules. It's a little nutty. But once you like see, <laughs> yes, it's a crumble top. Okay. Um, it's cherry and almond. A little nutty, but once you see cherry and almond together, you can't imagine them apart. Hmm. Ooh, that's nice. Let me have this. Sorry. <laughs> Andrew wants this now. Oh wait, wait. Have you have you have, have you had a piece? Probably Richard, best Richard keep May. keeping the fork. Yes, that is my own. That's a good idea. <laughs> Rather yes. than sharing. Yes, food hygiene. We're very good at that. On the Amazing. Tea. This is the. Did you have any cherry? That's in this the one? Li- Inside, I did not. there's cherry in there. <laughs> still worried about diarrhea. Darren. I am. <laughs> <laughs> we don't one just forgotten about it. Yes. No, it's <laughs> a healthy fear. <laughs> one of us has to be. Um. <laughs> so this. Here I have the Frank Truman. Okay, now this recipe for this uh, pastry is more like the Tweed's recipe, where um, I think the owner boasted like the original recipe had like three ingredients. Mine has seven, which like in culinary terms it makes you very skeptical. Going like I don't know, more, more ingredients isn't necessarily better, right? Mm. It's a higher number. It's the opposite not necessarily. Of goal. But here we try to achieve There's the no flakiness of the pastry <laughs> by different means. It has um, milk and vinegar in the pastry, Ooh. so that creates a chemical reaction. We're talking food chemistry. We're talking. A more acid and fermentation and taste it and see what you think. So the Frank Truman, shout out to Sheriff Truman II, Robert Forrester's grounded presence in the return. This old-fashioned lattice top is as solid and dependable as the sheriff himself. Nice. Oh, it is actually. It's very old-fashioned when you look at this. Yeah. But see, in the show, they always used a flat top. That one is, yeah, it tastes like... 
pastry there. And let no, me we're know passing what you around. think. There's only so much <laughs> table space, and there is so much pie. I um, uh, first, I just want to try the uh, log lady. The log lady. Log lady. <laughs> It's great. This reminds me of. Um, have you guys watched Green Book? Of, uh, have you guys watched some, no. Green um, Book? Intentionally Green, not. Intentionally oh, not. Oh yes, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Green Book has the sequence where they're talking about like food, and so you've got like uh, Tony Lip, who's there, and he, you know, so Don Shirley, who's this very verbose uh, sort of like doctor of piano, because to quote Linda Cardinelli's character, you could be a doctor of that. Um, but Tony Lip is like, oh, uh, oh hey. Um, but Tony, I Lip, liked it more than most. Actually, yes. Green Book. Um, but um, Tony Lip is like, uh, yeah, it's got too much salt. It's like, wow, <laughs> that's that's your verdict. Um, it's like, yeah, it's easy to make food taste good with salt. This, Trick is to make it taste good without salt. This this um, this 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 is lovely. Actually, the 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 and uh, it it has a kind of like an amaretto taste. Is uh, there um, is almond in that? Yeah, you're not allergic to nuts. Are no, you? no, no. Okay, no, so no. We're that so would be quite the podcast surprise. It's amazing because that, that kind of like strong almond taste is 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 something that I don't always like. But I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So that that would be actual almonds. As opposed to almond essence can sometimes be too much. Yeah. Like almond essence is like a fake almond flavor, which would be in like kind, kind of, of a lower, and, yeah. lower level almond, like in those almond fingers and packets right. and stuff. Almond extract is the real deal. And what you're eating now is actual almonds mm. together with cherries, which is a, a classic flavor combination. Mm. Log, log lady? lady, I could marry you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone married the log lady. <laughs> um, all right, we're we're about wrapping up. We're actually making room. Our next guest is going to be Amy Shields. But before we do, uh, Karina, we, we should clean up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably should. Um, well, she's, she's, uh, she's... fortunately she's joining us on Skype. So, um, <laughs> well, unfortunately she 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 won't she... have a chance to eat the the, the, pie. the pie. But fortunately, uh, we won't have to make space. <laughs> uh, but what's about to say? Um, We've asked Richard uh, was our first person to go with this. I am well, still I was leaving sorry. the first time. <laughs> Two hours later, I'm still I, here. <laughs> I'm still sorry, Richard. Um, but yeah, so and uh, we asked Niall there when when you were here. So you've sort of been had a moment to prep this. Um, what is Twin Peaks about for you? What's what does Twin Peaks sort of? What is it about Twin Peaks that you love, or what do you think about when you think about Twin Peaks? What do I think about? Um, well, it is all about food for me. So I'm going to say that heroes eat good food. That's actually a good point. That's something that came up. I've actually noticed that. Like the the idea that in Lynch's work, there's a difference between how people enjoy food that determines their morality. So you think of, for example, in the return, you think of the Hutches who are constantly eating fast food in the back of a van, for example. Uh, but you think of even like when uh, Bad Cooper has gone to the diner and they're all just scraping up food. Whereas if you think of like the heroes, they tend to like savor their food. If you look at like Dale Cooper, who tends to savor his food, Andy, who sits down with his sort of food at the desk and repeats the uh, the French phrase over and over again. And oh. And we we discovered that the Mitchum brothers aren't so bad after all. When 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 they when they take um, when they bring him for cherry pie and they um, uh, uh, bring the family sandwiches and uh, fill up their fridge with food. Oh, I mean, you want you want to talk about this? There's uh, again, there's this is one of the things where I have a whole bunch of quotes from like their actors who have worked with Lynch. Um, and one of the things that uh, Belushi remembers, uh, Jim Belushi remembers about working with Lynch. And again, you have all these actors who get these directions. This from. is according to Jim. It's like a life according to Jim. Uh, he goes, he said, Jim, he does this every morning. He loves his coffee. He pours his coffee. He wants to make sure the cream is just the right amount of cream in his coffee. He wants to make sure there's just the right amount of milk in the cereal. 
He doesn't want it too soggy. He wants a crisp. Apparently that was the closest thing that like Lynch gave him to a character thesis or statement or motivation. Um, and I think that's very revealing. Uh, but it's also, I think, very informative that you can get from that an entire character kind of sketched out. Because it's so brief in, in the show because he kind of arrives and it seems like like I was paying attention to what he was doing at his brand flex, but it seemed like as a character, <laughs> he was more kind of upset about uh, Dougie. <laughs> yeah, about a dream that he had just had. We didn't even talk about the dream of the pie in the box. Oh, yes. Yeah, there, there is. The, the Mitchum brothers know that Dougie's a good guy because he brings them pie in a box. They're no longer enemies because he has pie in that box. Yeah. And again, I think that's sort yeah, of like... They, they, Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I think that's sort of the, the hero. That's sort of like, again, that speaks to like the heroes. Good people enjoy good food. As opposed to the lodge where you have it's people true in who life. are wolfing down um, cream corn, the cream salt, corn, yeah. which looks horrific, doesn't it? It's again, it looks like something from The Exorcist. It looks like something that's sort of spewed out from a character. And it's explicitly linked to the scene in like, um, you know, in the Firewalk with me where he like pulls it like a cord and it just sort of drops out of Leif, of Leyland Palmer as he's floating like a But puppet. wasn't season three supposed to be that if they got it the first time around um, that all the Black Lodge people came from a planet made of Garambosia it was called yeah. so it was a planet of cream corn which is a horrifying thought. Yeah. Children of the creamed corn. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to Harry now. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Eat cherry pie responsibly, kids. <laughs> yeah, you've learned an important lesson that we probably should have done before we sort of like went on and committed to doing this. We probably should. <laughs> vinegar milk, which creates buttermilk. Wow. Yeah. It. It. And it's. 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 It's really it, it kind of. I. I. I like when something is. It. it kind of. Um, uh, doughy as well. Like. Like where mm. it's. It's. Um. And you get. Um. Especially like the base of the pie. It's. It's uh, like. You've got a a, a a real kind of uh, a contrast of textures here. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I can see. I, uh, <laughs> I like that. You're, you're, it's, it's like when you watch the Twin Peaks and you're watching Dougie become a person. You're like watching Andrew become a food mm. critic, um, which is kind of cool. You see how well, we have a, an egg wash on the top and sprinkle granulated sugar on top. So when it's baked, it makes like this kind of crispy top. I'm gonna try to tap it in front of the microphone. ASMR, yeah. Ready? I'm about to tap the crust. Our, our listeners can probably hear that louder than they can hear us. <laughs> try again there. Listeners, can you hear that? <laughs> I think they can. Yeah. <laughs> That's a crispy crust. That is a crispy crust. It's funny that you're making fun of me, Darren. You discovered what coffee is <laughs> like about a half hour ago. I was listening to like us kind of talking about coffee, and then I was like, "Wait a wait minute. a second, Darren doesn't know what coffee is." <laughs> All right. Um. But yeah, oh, the, cr the cross sounds beautiful. We're getting a lot of, and, and <laughs> drooling. Um, so yes, that, that seems to have worked. Um, <laughs> this is the thing where, isn't it, ASMR is increasingly a thing where you now have advertisements that are built around it as well. That I hadn't heard. Oh, okay, that's apparently creepy. like one of the Super Bowl, <laughs> that's creepy. That's <laughs> creepy. <laughs> but like you had one of the Super Bowl advertisements either last year was just somebody opening and enjoying a bottle of water. Um, but with emphasis on the sounds and the close-ups and the that sort of stuff. Oh, well, I, I wonder... guess Coke always did that, didn't they? Like they always made the like the can pop noise very central to their ads. So that's yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, one one of they 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 sometimes poll these things. I think in the UK, uh, people's favourite sound was a uh, a bottle of wine being opened and pouring. So uh, like 
And then the glug, 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 glug. <laughs> we do not actually have wine in here, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, it, which, may be which would be very appropriate for the return. Yes, there's, there's loads of great wine. There is, <laughs> particularly <laughs> drunk by the director of the. Of the Was uh, that Kyle's wine? Didn't he become mm, a? He did. He went mm. off and become a sort of a vintner, isn't that? Vintner. Interesting. So I don't know. I don't think it was his though. But uh, what? So so not the double R's pie, not Kyle's <laughs> it's wine. All, it's all fake. It's just everything it's has all, to be alternative. Not Lynch's to the own mess. brand coffee. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> or or the coffee that he did those advertisements for as well. Yeah, again, like oh the creepy dolls head one. Yeah, that's amazing. Did. But he also did, didn't he do like Twin Peaks advertisements? Oh sorry, those well, yes, the German, yes, yes, sorry, yeah, the yeah. Japanese ones where he went off and they had this sort of like central mystery that played over like a series of thirty second coffee advertisements. And again, like you think of Lynch as this director who's very serious about it, and he absolutely is. But he's also somebody who has a great deal of fun with it, which is great. No, he's got a fantastic sense of humor. Like the the, 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 the it, it that comes across pretty much um, all the time. And like it's 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 amazing as well how much fun he has as uh, as Cole too. You get to you, you you get to hear him really kind of enjoying himself. I've had people say like, oh, it, it, he he definitely wanted just to shout loads. <laughs> and kind of decided, yeah, I'll just write a character where I can go ah. But yeah, this is amazing. Um, thank you so much. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure. You guys enjoy. Absolutely. And good luck with the rest of it, and Perfect. congratulations, Mazel Tov. Uh, well, we'll see. So we're we're um we're just about three hours three hours out. Um, I'll, so I'll, I'll be back in a few minutes. No worries. Um, perfect. So Richard, I was going to leave, but I'll wait till he comes back to <laughs> not leave <laughs> you so talking on your own. I'll have to also um, walk down and and um and, and walk you out if uh, when I when I, when I do come up. Do you, do you are you are you happy to vamp? <laughs> if I if I have to, I'm happy to vamp. We're I'm just sure waiting for uh, our our next guest. Copious um, notes. Copious notes. I have absolutely copious notes. Please please ask her about the pies. Ask her about the pies. <laughs> she ask knows her or the where sandwich. the sandwiches came from. Yeah, I don't really um, know. Okay. Um. Uh. But yeah, so are you are you heading, Richard? Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me sit here eating pie for the last three Perfect. hours. <laughs> All right. 